It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Eric G. If you don't know who I am, I spent four years doing radio in Oklahoma City, covering the Thunder, doing pre- and post-game shows. I'm also a member of the Thunder Digest Network, or thunderdigest.com. Every week, I host the G League podcast, which is about all things NBA, not just the Thunder. And as far as what Locked on Thunder is, well, if you're brand new to Locked on Thunder, we're a little under construction, but... We're a daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, which keeps you up to date on everything Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming up on this afternoon's show, we'll talk about why I was wrong about Golden State taking Oklahoma City seriously. We'll also hear from Steven Adams. In fact, we will hear from Steven Adams in all three segments today. In the first segment, he will tell us whether or not getting retaliation against Zaza Pachulia is actually a road the Thunder wants to go down. Also, we'll hear from Stephen Adams in segment number two about his upcoming autobiography. Stephen Adams rarely talks about himself, so it's interesting that he would sit down and write a book about himself, but he'll give us some of the details. That's coming out a little bit later. Plus, we'll take a look at where the Thunder are right now in the playoff race and how much they're helped by the absence of both Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard from their respective teams. And then in segment number three, because it does concern the NBA and could possibly concern the Oklahoma City Thunder in the future, we'll talk about how to fix college basketball. I have an idea that I think will work for hoops players that I've been working on a long time. It might be the most insane idea ever, but it's one that must be thrown out on the table for you to judge yourself. And then Steven Adams gives us a little insight on how to beat the Orlando Magic, who right now are 1-0 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Before we get to all that, I want to let you know that if you have a company that is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, then you need to be sponsoring the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's listened to by 98% men, or 98% men is who listens to the podcast, and 80 of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's what you're looking for, this is your spot. We're on daily, and our rates are outstanding. So we're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Plus, you'll get to a wide-reaching audience. And if you want to find out how, just email David Locke, who runs the Locked On Network, at dlock, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. And find out about our rates because we'd love to talk to you. Or you can get in touch with me via direct message at G-E-E-H-S-O. That's on Twitter. And I'd be more than happy to come out to your business and talk to you about sponsoring the Locked on Thunder podcast. All right. Bad nights from uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George led to the Oklahoma City Thunder finally losing a game to the Golden State Warriors. Prior to Saturday night's matchup, Oklahoma City 2-0 against GSW this year. And going into that game, 
on Friday, my thought was Golden State still didn't take Oklahoma City seriously. Despite the fact that OKC had beat them in the first two matchups, Golden State still walks around with that NBA champion swagger, which they should, and still kind of had this air in the last matchup or the matchup prior to Saturday nights that even though Oklahoma City was going to win handily, they knew if they got Oklahoma City in a seven-game series, they could take them out. And I still believe that last part to be true, that if Golden State and Oklahoma City were to play in a seven-game series, which they would right now, because that's where Oklahoma City is. After losing that game on Saturday, they've slipped down to the seventh seed, so they would play GSW in that opening round. Golden State's going to be very confident they can still take out Oklahoma City. However, there is no doubt, by the way, Golden State showed their emotions and Golden State played dirty on Saturday, you know they take Oklahoma City seriously. And let's get back to the whole idea of them taking Oklahoma City very personal. Kevin Durant has tried to dodge that now. Every time it's come up in a media scrum or he's asked about it by somebody, he wants to move on, he wants to talk basketball. But when you see him go head-to-head with Carmelo Anthony and almost get into a fistfight, Although it is kind of strange to think about Kevin getting into a fist fight, and I really do think Carmelo would have taken him. You know then that this game has a little bit more edge, and it still affects Kevin Durant. I think he's still in shock just how much venom was thrown out by Oklahoma City Thunder fans. I think he's still in shock about how Russell Westbrook has this chip on his shoulder and wants to take down GSW every time they meet. And I also think it takes Kevin Durant way off guard that some of Russell Westbrook's new teammates have sort of come to his rescue. And he's not quite sure how to handle that. And Draymond Green's not quite sure how to handle that. Draymond did his thing with Carmelo Anthony where you could clearly tell the elbow came down on the head. And we saw him get frustrated and shoot his mouth off during that game, and that's not going to change. Every time these two teams match up, there will be an emotional outburst from Draymond Green, and there will always be a punk-ass move by one Zaja Pachulia, and that happened with just over two minutes left to go in the third quarter, the Saturday night, where you could clearly see that Zaza Pachulia had a chance to stop himself from falling down before he fell on Russell Westbrook's leg. And After watching it about 10 times before I did the podcast today, because I don't like to always put on the blue and orange glasses for this, but you can tell that was on purpose. When a guy can stop himself from falling down and still goes ahead and completes his motion, Russell Westbrook had every right to be upset at that. And I don't blame, this is one of the few times I don't blame Russell Westbrook for being short with the media after a loss because... He is not getting the calls. And as of the time that this podcast was put together, the NBA hasn't said anything. And at worst, Zaza Pachulia should be fined for that move, if not suspended one game. And now putting back on the orange and blue glasses, I'd really like to see somebody punch Draymond Green. I know it's not going to happen. And I know that that is wishful thinking, if not goonful thinking, from days long gone in the NBA. But... It just would be nice to see Oklahoma City 
somebody on that team take an enforcer's role and the most likely character to do it is Steven Adams, although that's not his personality, which is something he reinforced this afternoon at shoot-around. How do I do the Zaza play? Yeah, like, do, do you feel like there's some need now because there's a play that, that upsets one of your guys that you have to do something the next time you play a team? No. no not at all. Not at all. you, you got to focus on the game because uh, that's why you're out there. Uh, anything like that that gets personal like that, it's doubt outside of that. Um, Reasons for that is that you put the risk of the team at, um, team at risk. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. So. Still, I got to think, man, Steven Adams is one of the scariest looking players in the NBA with the long hair and the beard and kind of that whole new Aquaman look. He's not a guy I want to get into a fight with. And I still wonder if at some point during his NBA career, somebody's going to push Steven Adams to the brink where eventually he snaps. Probably not because the guy knows how to remain in control, but if I'm looking for someone most likely to freak out Zaza Pachulia or anyone else, Adams is the one to get the nod. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Coming up, find out what Steven Adams, we'll hear from him again, find out what he had to say about his upcoming autobiography, and maybe some of the details he's thrown in it. If you're coming, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Companies looking for an affordable way to reach men between the ages of 18 and 44? Then sponsor the Locked On Thunder podcast. 98% of our audience is men and 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. David Locke, the man who runs the Locked On Network, not just Locked On Thunder, but the Locked On Network, would love to help you out. Email him at dlock, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com and find out about our very affordable rates. That's the Locked On Network helping you reach men 18 to 44, a fun, affordable way to advertise to your clients. Thunder had shoot around today in preparation for tonight's game against the Orlando Magic, and today we were lucky enough to hear from Steven Adams, which is always a treat. Because Steven is going to give you a quote. He's going to give you something to think about. And usually there's some off-kilter question that's asked to Steven Adams where he'll have to think for a second, but then he will give you something definitely worth talking about and using. And today's credit goes to former host of the Locked on Thunder podcast, Fred Katz, who asked Steven Adams about his upcoming biography. Do you have an autobiography coming out I don't know. So were you it? There's a there's a thing going around Twitter, and then I was told that you had one coming out. Yes, there's I a do. book coming out about you. Yeah, I know. I've been Ma- working on Ma- the book. Madeline Chapman. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell I us do. a little bit about it? Seems, yeah. seems like you've forgotten about the process. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about myself. So. That's pretty much it, mate. <laughs> Just a book about myself. What what in, <laughs> what inspired you to put together a book? I don't know. I, don't know. I just wanted to do one on myself. So. I didn't actually want to. 
but someone told me it should be a good idea and they'll be interested, so I was like, okay, whatever, bro. Have you, have you written before? No. No, I don't write. I have ghostwriting at Madeline Chick, so. Barely read me. <laughs> I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> Jesus. Not sure when Stephen Adams' autobiography will reach shelves, but I'll be one of the first to rush out and buy this. And honestly, I'm not a big audiobook guy. It's never kind of been my thing to listen to, to to books on tapes. But if Stephen Adams will read his own book, I'm all there. I, I will download that and I'll listen to it three or four times because I could I could listen to Stephen Adams talk all day long. What I think is very interesting is that Stephen Adams is not a guy that likes to talk about himself. He is a completely selfless teammate. And when you ask Stephen Adams questions about Russell Westbrook or Raymond Felton, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, any one of his teammates, he'll give you an honest answer. He'll give you an answer that certainly props them up and makes these guys sound even better than what they already are. But when you ask Steven Adams to talk about himself, he'll recoil just a little bit. And even if he's had a great game where he's gone for a double-double, the last thing he ever wants to do is glorify himself. So that's why this is so interesting to see him write an autobiography where he's his, where he's the topic. And he's forced into a situation where he has to talk about himself. All that being said, a guy that grew up that grew up in New Zealand, played basketball at Pitt, and has come to Oklahoma City and developed this cult-like status, that's going to be an interesting read. I'm excited about it, and I couldn't think of one person on this team whose autobiography I would rather read then Steven Adams. It's not that Russell Westbrook doesn't have a great backstory or Paul George or Mello or any of these other guys. But again, you grow up in New Zealand, you come across the States and you just have this kind of hunter look about you. Some interesting stuff's going to be there. Plus you've got Olympic athletes as your siblings. Oh no, this will be fabulous. I'm already going to say right now, if you had a Five star. If you did a star rating on this, Stephen Adams' autobiography definitely going to five star. I have high hopes, so Stephen, do not let me down about that autobiography. Jimmy Butler is out for, I think it's what, about four to six weeks with the Minnesota Timberwolves torn MCL, and that can only help the Oklahoma City Thunder, who right now are two games behind the Spurs and the Minnesota Timberwolves in the Western Conference, also with Oklahoma City, they're only a game and a half ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers. So we said earlier in the podcast, if the season were to end today, don't you just love those words? Because that creates so much urgency. Oklahoma City would play Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. And as much as every NBA fan outside of Oakland and OKC wants to see that because there's the potential for fireworks and it harkens back to the days of the Heat and the Knicks, or the Knicks and the Bulls, or the Pistons and the Celtics, it's still better for Oklahoma City if they want to advance to avoid that matchup at all costs. And I honestly believe that if the Thunder can somehow just get more consistent, which I will tell you now, I don't have an answer for that, because it all goes back to Sam Presti, whether or not he can get somebody 
to help fill in the holes on the bench because these guys just aren't doing a good enough job right now to help OKC compete in the playoffs. If Oklahoma City can just get a little bit more consistent, I'm very confident that they'll end up in the third they'll end up in the third seed. With Butler out and with Kawhi Leonard out, and especially San Antonio, a lot of drama going on in that team. And it just feels like at this point, this may be too much for Pop to overcome. Even even Greg Popovich, who has the Midas touch, might not be able to get this particular situation fixed for San Antonio. So Oklahoma City needs to be hitting on all eight. And tonight you've got a very winnable game against a dreadful Orlando Magic team. Then on Wednesday, you're playing the Dallas Mavericks, whom have openly admitted they're tanking. They want to lose games. Mark Cuban has no interest in the Mavericks getting better this year because his feeling is Dallas is going to benefit from moving up in the draft. Well, if a team is trying to tank, there's no reason you should be losing to them. And it's still just so annoying and frustrating with, with Oklahoma City that you can go out and you can be 2-1 and one versus the Golden State Warriors, but for some reason you can't beat the Dallas Mavericks. And that all has got to change starting Wednesday. Actually, starting tonight, get back on the winning track against an Orlando Magic team who was below 500, then go out and beat Dallas on Wednesday. But... For Oklahoma City, it's time now to take charge and be the team that they're expected to be because you've got some wide openings with guys being injured and organizations kind of looking around and scratching their heads where if you don't take advantage of it, you're going to find yourself out of the playoffs. And that's not even that's not even being hyperbolic at this point. Again, only a game and a half from falling back to ninth place in the West And the Thunder, I've said this before, right now they're working on maybe the most disappointing season in OKC history because of what was expected and who Sam Presti went out and got. Can they turn things around? We'll find out here in the next few weeks. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. One more time. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your company, you want men between the age of 18 and 44 because maybe you're selling sports gear, maybe you're you got cars, I don't know, what whatever. Maybe you're maybe you're a bar. Well, we're the place. We're the place for you to sponsor because that's our target demo as well. The Locked on Thunder podcast is listened to by men. 98% of our audience is men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44 and we want you to sponsor this podcast. So get a hold of David Locke That's D-Lock, D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com and find out how you can be a sponsor of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Some dark news in college basketball this weekend as the FBI probe has gotten a little bigger. We found out more names, more teams that were involved, and wow, things are, are really bad 
in the in the state of Arizona right now. You got a head coach there who may be facing FBI charges who was caught on tape supposedly or allegedly offering to pay $100,000 to get a player come to his school and as far as I'm concerned this doesn't I don't watch college basketball anyway because college basketball is very tough to watch because of the one and done rule. Kids aren't sticking around long enough. The sport has essentially focused all its attention on March Madness, and it doesn't feel like the regular season is worth the time and investment. And even here in Oklahoma, where you've got a tremendous talent in Trey Young, I think I've maybe watched uh, one OU game for about 20 minutes. I've not watched a whole one this whole season. All that being said, I, I digress and then tell you that to tell you this. The best way, in my opinion, to fix the issue with college basketball, and this does concern the NBA, is to adopt the European soccer model where you can draft players at a very young age. And when I'm talking young, maybe from the ages of 12, 13, whatever, and you bring them into your system, and essentially you groom them to go through the ranks and make it to the NBA. Ben Simmons is a great example of this. Went to LSU, didn't go to class at all. And I don't know if Trey Young's going to class at OU. I know if I were him, I wouldn't be going to class because it just seems like a waste of time. For kids, the allure of playing in March Madness, the allure of playing college basketball is long gone. Everybody just has that dream of wanting to play in the association. And if you can't play in the association, I think most kids would rather be overseas in Europe someplace or Japan or wherever being able to make money and earn money for their craft versus wasting any time in college, which is the way they look at it, wasting any time in college and having to sit out a year or maybe two before they get that opportunity. The the sport has been absolutely decimated. So if you draft these kids and you bring them up through the ranks, when they turn 18 and they're graduating high school, and I would advocate maybe somehow it become like a boarding school where kids are going to school while they're working on their, their basketball skills. At 18, if a kid decides that he wants to stay with the team, and go through the ranks of the G League, go through the minor league ranks like Major League Baseball, then you can pay him and he can come up through the ranks. But if the kid decides that he's going to college, you use the money that you would have paid him to give to the college and help cover the kid's education. And the deal is, this is the kicker here, you have to go to college for at least three years. And during those three years, you must make significant progress towards getting your degree Then you can go back into the draft and become a member of the NBA team or that team can hold on to your rights and trade them or do whatever. You get smarter people who can work all that out. But I think this is the way to cut down on what has become a very slimy AAU system. The NBA team benefits, the kids get what they want, and I think ultimately college basketball benefits as well. Tonight, the Orlando Magic in town to face the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, pathetic basketball team here, although they are 1-0 against Oklahoma City this year, winning back on November 29th, 121-108. to Aaron Gordon was off the charts in this game, going 40-15. and Russell Westbrook had 37-11. and Paul George had 22 points. Still just wasn't enough for Oklahoma City. Magic right now 
18 and 41 on the year. I would say Aaron Gordon alone should be enough to get you out to the peak tonight. But if the Thunder want to win this game, Steven Adams tells us what they're going to have to do in order to take down the Magic. Uh, definitely transition. Seemed like pushing a lot. Uh, and it's pretty much just staying solid on our defense. Uh, just to be about it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, this team's really good, man. They, they move the ball really well. Um, and they play together as a team really well. So, yeah, got to be locked in, you know. That wraps up today's edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Remember, hey, we've got great sponsorship opportunities for you, especially if you're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 44. Email David Locke, that's D-Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. He runs the Locked on Network. Our rates are reasonable. 80% of our audience is men between the ages of 18 and 44. And if you're just looking for men... 98% of our audience is men. Not that uh, we don't mind the women. We love women listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast as well. But get in touch. Find out if the rates work for you. We want you aboard sponsoring this podcast. Coming up in our next show, we'll review the game with the Orlando Magic. We'll discuss what's going to happen with the Oklahoma City Thunder in that two-guard spot. Josh Eustace has been doing a great job of starting so far, but can he keep it up? Or will we see Billy Donovan make another change before the end of this season? I'm Eric G. This has been the Locked on Thunder podcast saying, I'm not looking back, but I want to look around me now. Have a great day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.